Dressel with me as always is Chewy Darso. Hello. And Jonathan Hardesty. This is your best one yet. And I'm so done with it. I will never do that voice again until I do. Uh, <laughs> Behind the hive. Fourth time's the charm, right? Uh, this week, we are finally talking about the one that I threw out as a lark like five weeks ago. Like, wouldn't it be funny if we talked about Superstar? And now here we are. <laughs> And uh, before we even get started in this thing, I gotta say, oops, I kind of liked it. <laughs> I kind of like to just talk about how much Roger Ebert didn't like this oh, movie. Oh, he did not like this movie. <laughs> Roger Ebert. Oh, I didn't read his review movie. on this one, so I'm curious. Yeah. I, I just read his one-liner on uh, Metacritic, and even that was just like, oof, <laughs> this guy's not a Roger. fan. <laughs> Look, I'm a, I'm a fan of his, his uh, shade, because it oh, is yeah. very sharp. Oh yeah, when he does not like something, he, he does not mince words, or did not mince words, I should say. <laughs> well, uh, on Wikipedia it says, He furthermore described Shannon's character as hostile and not very nice, <laughs> stating that she's one of those people who inspire you the inexplicable desire to be hurtful and cruel. <laughs> <laughs> so Roger Ebert is sitting in probably I'm guessing AMC in Chicago, probably that one on Lake Street. I like I know what theater he used to go to. And I'm guessing he's just sitting there going, I fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I don't just th- seething with rage. <laughs> Shaking his fist up in the sky like ah! superstar. <laughs> I don't like it. Turn it off. Like I just wonder, did he watch the the skits? Did he have any well, intro to this character. That that brings us as an excellent segue into where they've been doing. I actually have two this week, but we'll start with one that the segue worked for. We watched some of uh, the Mary Catherine Gallagher skits. Skits. You also had us rewatch MacGruber. That's the other one. I'll, I'll uh, talk about that one after the the one that we could easily segue into. Okay, sorry. Uh, all good. I, I I have to say I'm not a fan of the skits. I, I used to be, and holy crap, do they bore the hell out of me now? Like whoa. You mostly just making me think about. How's Molly Shannon doing that without getting hurt? Oh, she's phenomenal in them. Actually, I think she's great in the movie too. I just I'm a big fan of Molly Shannon. And she's great throughout the entire skit. Like all every single one of them. She's fantastic. The, like her physical comedy, how she didn't end everyone with a broken ankle or an elbow or something, I don't understand. But she was hysterical. But the content itself was just uh, I get it. I get it, you're awkward. You're gonna smell your armpits. Awkward, yep, there that is. And she's intense. You're going to do a monologue from an old TV movie. Okay. It's going to wrap up at some point here. (laughs) I do remember that from watching these back in the day. Just being like, okay, let's get to the funny ones. Yeah. Maybe I watched the wrong ones. We watched, what, two or three of them? They're all basically the same shtick. It wasn't like when we watched the Wayne's World sketches where it's like, Oh, each one of these has a different like angle they're coming for. Yes, it's the same two characters, but now they're doing this or that or the other. Whereas this one is just like, Mary Catherine Gallagher is going to hit all the same beats in this location. She's going to hit all the same beats in this location. Yeah. It's just like, I think after two or three of them, we had just severely had our fill. And it's like, well, I'm a little worried about this movie. And then uh, the movie did everything that the skits didn't. And I actually really enjoyed the movie. But 
I have a feeling I'm going to walk away as the, the biggest fan of this movie at the table, but that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I kind of was jumped into this movie being like, well, not really jumped. I was more like, okay, this movie about this character. All right. And then by the end, I was a lot more positive. Yeah, it's like, it's it's not, the, it's easily the worst movie we watched this month. Yes. But the other three movies we watched were surprisingly fantastic, if not... The air feels so good. I don't care. <laughs> uh, if not entirely fantastic, like uh, Wayne's World and Blues Brothers, and then Coneheads was just surprisingly great. So the fact that this movie still kind of held up, at least as far as they're all funny, I'm impressed. Yeah, yeah and I, I had I had laugh out loud moments in this. Like compared, like I love the other ones, but like this one, I actually unexpectedly just <laughs> laughed out loud. And at I wonder. Times. And before we get too far into it, I do still have my other where they've been doing that I'll do very quickly. But I, I will say it's it's interesting if if the only reason that, say, John and I and Chewie partially enjoyed this movie as much as we did is because we went in with such low expectations <laughs> that it's like, oh, oh, it's actually not that bad. I thought this was going to be, like, unwatchable, and yet here we are watching it. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of movies that are similar to that, and I, uh, I'd actually put it pretty close to on par with Superstar. Uh, on my, I think, fifth rewatch now, we watched MacGruber. <laughs> and watched another <laughs> SNL movie. I mean, All right. he, the way that Roger Ebert describes <laughs> Mary is kind of how I feel. I mean, we didn't even finish it. Space. I think we, we left like half an hour left and it's like, nah, we're done. And we're going to go to bed. MacGruber <laughs> is such an unlikable person. He is awful. <laughs> He's just the worst. Oh my god! Like that's the whole movie. It's like, how is MacGruber gonna be terrible in this situation? How about this? Situ- oh my god, he's just the worst. He's a bad person. His obsession with the car that cuts him off—that he <laughs> he goes and fucks up their car because of like a very minor traffic transgression. I, I like the movie. It's it's entertaining and stupid, but I think I've seen it too many times at this point. I could maybe. <laughs> Maybe be okay with it if it wasn't for the fact that he still had the woman that for some reason falls in love with him. I'm like, why? I know, but why? What is he offering that's anything positive? Men wanted to be him. Women wanted to be with him. No, that's Anchorman. Uh. (laughs) Oh my god, I would take Anchorman over MacGruber any day. I would take him from this movie. Sky? Ooh, I love me some Sky. I love Sky. No, I'd still take Anchorman. Uh, fair enough, but Sky wins. Sky, Sky is. Funny. I mean, uh, no, Anchorman's a far better character. Before anyone's like, "What the fuck is Brian talking?" No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no but Sky's I'm got just... the moves. Sky's yeah. got the moves. <laughs> he has the best move, which I'm going to bring up I a do, lot. I do throughout this entire episode. It's called the Peppermill. Scott, <laughs> yeah, that's actually not a terrible dance move. It's not terrible. I mean, it's just as good as dice, if not better. Uh, it's just right. the delivery of just like the random cutaway of just a one on Will Ferrell. Here you go. I call this one the Pepper Mill, and he just starts doing it. You're welcome. It's just so fucking good. Oy. Though Sky did give me something that I want to use against somebody at some point, where we're having a rather mild argument, and then at some point I'm just gonna look at him dead in the eyes and be like. Oh, now you're giving me attitude. <laughs> totally unmotivated. The person right. won't know what's going on. I hope to be able to do that someday. Oh my god, I would love to do that to like 
I don't want to be that mean. Never mind. I'm not going to do this to anybody. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's do a quick breakdown of this thing. As it was my pick, I will attempt to do one uh, very quickly, and then we can actually talk a little more freely about it. Uh, so this movie picks up with Mary Catherine Gallagher as a young girl, and all she wants in life is to be kissed. And then it meets her when she's in high school, and all she wants is to be kissed. And the way that she's going to do that is by joining a talent show and showing what a good singer-dancer she is and impress the hottest guy in school and get them to kiss. Doesn't really work out, but she does end up with a boyfriend anyways, uh, who's played by Harland. Uh, I always forget his last name. Um, uh, Harlan Williams. Harlan Williams, who I fucking love. Uh <laughs> Yeah, she ends up dating him. She makes out with a couple of trees. Uh, that's pretty much it. Like It kind of feels like it wanted to be Carrie-esque. Uh, like, kind of use the framework of Carrie to tell this story. But since the movie's so goddamn ridiculous, it just kind of... It really hides the Carrie bone structure. But I think it's there. And it has Mark from my show, Superstore. It does have Mark from your show. With crazy Irish eyebrows. And I never... <laughs> Did not recognize him until you, if you had never pointed out that it was him, I never yeah, would have got it. We're just laying down watching the movie, and we're like, "Hey, there's Mark." And then after a while, I'm like, "Wait, Mark? Who? Who was that?" <laughs> Mark you know, Glenn from my show. Glenn from Stupor Store. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> now we're on the same page. Yeah. Uh, he was fun in this movie. He was. We, we can kind of start with him because there's not really a lot to say about him, but the little bit he had was entertaining. He wanted to help Mary as best he could. And he appreciated the dig that Mary got against. Uh, oh my God, um, Evie. Evian. Evian. Some of the one-liners in this movie are shockingly it's funny. Like, go drink a bottle. <laughs> go drink of a yourself. bottle. Of <laughs> <laughs> you're only embarrassed because you're named after a bottle of water. <gasps> <laughs> go drink a bottle of yourself. Fuck, Molly Shannon's funny. It's a good insult, uh, <laughs> and I would totally change my name. Oh my God, yes. John, what do you think of the priest? I thought it was funny, um, but I didn't make that connection uh, that you guys did. But uh, yeah, he no, has, I, he has a couple just amazing one-liners. Like that—that's really why I think I liked him as much as I did. He, he has one. Uh, I don't remember exactly where it came up. Where he, <laughs> girls have a button, boys have a pole. Wicked, wicked touching takes its toll. It's just like. <laughs> And it just delivers that. them all like Cute. so dry and so awkward that it's just like not awkward, just like so dry and just like nonchalant. It's like I almost would have missed it if I wasn't looking at like quotes and stuff doing research before today's episode. I'm like, holy shit, I totally forgot that one. Like, there's just a lot of those that he sneaks in there just because he's a funny guy. But I don't think beyond that, they really had much for him to do in this. Yeah, no, there's not a whole lot. And I think that's probably why I kind of was like, um, uh, he's okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> when you asked me what I thought, because it's like, apart from that one line, which I is hilarious, it's just, he's there to be long-suffering of uh, <laughs> Mary. Yeah. Uh, other characters who don't really have a lot to do, but make the best of what they have, uh, we have the mom of Mary Poppins, the mom from Mary Poppins in this. Uh, she plays oh, Mary Cl Catherine Gallon's mom. What's yeah, Glennis Johns. Thank you, Glennis Johns, yeah. She does that, again, doesn't have a ton to do here. She just basically plays the nice version of the mom from Carrie. You know, like the whole, like, stay in your room. You're going to do business. You're going to do this. And I'm going to shelter you till you're who you're supposed to be. You're going to be a businesswoman. Yeah, a businesswoman. You can't dance. Dancing. Oh, she has my... <laughs> the dancing has my... killed your parents speech is goddamn hysterical. <laughs> yes, it so, is. But I'm really curious with the 
So she lied to Mary about her parents being killed by a bunch of angry hammerhead sharks. sharks. Yes. But then that other guy said that his parents actually did get killed that way. <laughs> that happens a lot. That happens a whole lot. Yeah. What if they're brother story. and sister? Oh, uh, that'd be very in this movie. That I could definitely see that if they'd gotten a sequel, it wouldn't have surprised me. But holy shit! <laughs> Them being uh, stepped to death by. It doesn't help that I'm also watching the show Stargirl right now, that has a lot of dead parents in it that all died similarly. And like, I'm like, wait, where is the hammerhead shark thing from? Was that Superstar or Stargirl? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, they, and they all either died by sharks or by Irish tap dancers. No, they just all died <laughs> in like mysterious lying ways. Like, oh. oh, my dad was hit by a car and he was wrapped around a tree, but actually, brainwave melted him. Like, it's like things like that. Mm. Um, either way, you know, this stuff happens. I, but I, I liked her mom. I thought her mom was really funny. It, it took me a minute to figure out where I knew her from. And I was actually doing the uh, IMDb thing while watching it. While Chewie's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, ah, that's what it is. And she's like, what is it? Votes for women. And then, ah! And oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, I just watched a movie recently with the kiddos, uh, The Court Jester with Danny Kaye. And she's a romantic interest in that. It's kind of like Ooh. a twist on Robin Hood. And, uh, wow, yeah. Uh, quite a looker in, in that one. And then go to go to, the, to this John's and have her have my favorite mom. line. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> to have her go from that to this and my favorite line in the whole movie is hers. Was she still lusty? In the movie? Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be an ageist. If she was hot <laughs> once, she's hot now. <laughs> that never changes. Nope. But no, she has uh, my favorite line in this movie by far. Uh, when she's trying to get them to really go get ready and train in that montage. Oh my god, she's just, like her delivery is just great, and I, I think that's kind of why I like everyone in this movie so much. Like even like that's why I'm kind of going through like, the somewhat lesser characters to begin with, because even Harlan Williams and Williams and um, Will uh, Will Ferrell don't have a ton to do in this movie. They just kind of all fill their like one note purpose, and I don't mean that as an insult at all. I think it's very smartly done to just. The star of the show is Molly Shannon, so let her be the star. Honestly, uh, the star of the show to me was her best friend. I like. Oh her my more. god, she was fucking hysterical, I, and I don't know who she is. Like really I didn't recognize wish. her really from anything. But yeah, even with everybody who has these kind of like somewhat bit roles, Will Ferrell still feels like he has more than that. It's not until you kind of take a step back and kind of think about him, it's like, oh, he didn't really have a ton to do in this. No, he was the hot guy. Yeah, he's a hot guy who liked dancing. Be the hot guy. The hot guy who plays football and is actually emotionally stunted. Kind of emotionally stunted, but also, like, he saw his girlfriend be mean to another girl and he couldn't be with her anymore. She's mean. Well, she was just being uncool or whatever it was. She's being mean. Yeah. And he wasn't being mean (laughs) with the way he broke up with her in front of everybody. He was the worst. And then lied about having a lengthy phone call and everything. I'm like, you're a douche. Yeah, but she was mean. (laughs) There you go. That justifies it to me. Standards. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's. Will Ferrell's terrible. There's a reason she doesn't end up with Will Ferrell. And he doesn't tell her she was mean. She asks, what did I do? And he just blows her off. Well, he did say, I saw how you were treating Mary Catherine Gallagher, and I don't think we can be together. Hmm. Like, he opens with that. And then he just never actually clarifies anything. At least I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and rewatch. I, I know. I know she asked, just tell me what I did when she goes to his house. 
And it's a pretty great moment when she's talking to his mom and he just walks by going, I'm not here in his pajamas. Wait, there's like a whole <laughs> big party going on and he's just walking around in his pajamas. I just love the, oh, well, he's uh no, thank you. <laughs> uh, he's not here right now. <laughs> uh, hey, there's just and then something how, amazing about belligerent Will Ferrell. And then how his mother like, to, like turns into him as well. Just like, are, are you talking back to me? <laughs> oh, now, now you're my attitude? <laughs> and it's just one of those great little like writing things where it's like, oh, he got that from his mom. That's where he learned that uh, reaction. <laughs> and now you're giving me attitude? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Oh, man. Um, but you were, you were talking about the, uh, or you wanted the to talk about the best, best friend. Best friend. Yeah. Played by Emmy Laybourne. And when you look at her IMDb, she was not in too much. She was in The In-Law. No. I don't care about her assistant directing. How dare you? She did something up to 2007. And then she was at one episode of Michael J. Fox show in 2014. And that's it. Like, she... Had a couple of things here and there. The biggest thing other than this she was in was the Mystery Men. But she played a reporter. Like she wasn't. Yeah. Like, I remember looking that one up. Like it's she, yeah, she's in it, but that's not really like her. And it just seems like such a uh, not good use of what I considered a very talented actress. I thought she did an amazing job being the awkward best friend. Oh my her God. facial expressions to me were the funniest part of the movie. Just her mouth. She, her mouth could get so open. And like, <laughs> it's a, it'd be an interesting thing to say to a woman. Your mouth can be so open. <laughs> I would never say it to a woman. <laughs> well, it's you know what I mean. If you watch the no, movie, I know, you know exactly what I mean. What you mean. It's just funny. <laughs> Ew. Um, no, it was it was funny watching her with the braces and just doing the the mouth the oral gymnastics around those. I like had flashbacks to my own braces and just been like. <laughs> the work you had to do to emote oh my with gosh. all that metal in your face. It's just like, I'm surprised she wasn't in more because you have to do a lot for that. And it's always funny to me when they take a obviously beautiful woman and they're like, all right, you're ugly and awkward. And she's like, I'll do my best. <laughs> and she did her best and she did it great with her face. But the, every time they got even close to her wearing anything that showed off her body, you're like, Oh no. <laughs> this girl's got it. <laughs> oh, you are from Hollywood. <laughs> oh yeah, they're, they're when a little she lifts montage. up her brother on like the in the like strong woman outfit. Oh god. <laughs> like oh, you yeah. got some gams there, girl. <laughs> and then the uh, montage at the church where they're doing like their documentary moment. Oh my and god. Like, that was funny. Oh, the supermodels. That was Honestly, Supermodel documentary. that's one of the best moments in the whole film for me. <laughs> if the film was more like that, I think I would have enjoyed it more. I don't know. I kind of like that it, it kind of knew when to flex and when not to flex. Yeah. Like, Because if it was the whole thing of that, then we would have had way more of like the Will Ferrell like, doing the Peppermill. <laughs> and like just having that one hit of like the only time they ever do like this random cutaway of him introducing a dance is that one. It made it that much funnier. Like, yeah. so even like when he does do dances later and they're choreographed, it's like, oh, okay, but like we had that one hit. And I think it's the, kind of the same thing. Like, if we had more of those like cutaways, that would have been the shtick in the movie. Yeah. That I, ultimately, what you just said is why I tended to like this movie, or like why I like this movie more, and why I was surprised to have such a positive opinion at the end. Because it did those things. It like didn't stick on 
too many moments for too long or overstate any jokes welcome yeah it, it really understood the whole like less is more attitude like it, it's you, you watch say night of the roxbury and it's bruh, the same joke over and over and over and over until the movie's over and it's kind of frustrating and when they try throw in other jokes they're just kind of gross yeah it's just a rough movie to watch whereas like say this one Every time there's a gag, it's like, this gag's not going to come back around. Like, that, this movie isn't here to, like, hammer home a joke. It's just, it's quick on its feet, and it just keeps throwing new things at you. Some of them work, some of them don't, and I'm sort of fine with that. Yeah, I think the, the approach of trying it, just throwing it out there and then moving on, really worked. And yeah. I really liked that. It just, that, to me, stands out the most. Just being able, being willing to go weird and go really big in its weirdness, and then just cut away and do something else. Like, okay, we, we had our time here. We're done. Let's move on to yeah. the next weird thing. Uh, speaking of kind of weird things, I, I the villain in this movie of Evian is just such a strange character. Because she's not really much of a threat. She just doesn't like Mary. That's it. She's really into charities. Yeah, she's into charities. and uh, <laughs> She's really anti-VD, which is hysterical. The entire intro to the talent show of, like, the priest VD thing. I'm not sure if you had missed that the whole thing was about VD or not. But when he's going to his speech, you're just like, the hell is he talking about? I mean, they are going to go to Hollywood and potentially be an extra in a... <laughs> Movie with it? good morals. Good moral values. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they're going to pull that off, but, you know, whatever. Um... But I really like I the like... villain. I always kind of forget her name, though. Uh, she's been around in a ton of stuff. She was in a. She was the bad lady in Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah. Uh, Elaine Hendricks. That sounds right. Yes. Yeah. Um, again, another character like everyone else in this movie, other than Molly Shannon, who we'll, we'll move on to after this. But uh, she didn't have a ton. She's a little one noted, but she made that one note really work. Like all the way up to like the final execution on. Is this this kind of carry but not carry of dumping the blue paint on her like there's everything in this movie i think that she needed to be exactly what she was and i think she did a great job with I it thought, there's just not yeah. much more that she could have done i thought she tried harder than a couple of the other people though just in a good or a bad way in a good way because she was definitely trying to be like a like a cartoon character almost sure some people in this movie were trying to be like you know we're still humans we're trying to be you know somewhat realistic and she was all about, like, just the slapsticky inst- for me, yeah. at least. No, no, no. I, I don't think you're wrong. I feel like she she knew who her co-stars were with Molly Shannon and Will Ferrell, and she showed up to play. Yeah. Like, she's not an SNL person, not an SNL alum, or, like, from what I know, even really that into sketch comedy. I mean, maybe she is. I could be wrong about she that. She is quite the IMDb list. Yeah, I mean. So she, she has been around. Um, But, like, she... She had some pretty tough people to keep up with. And I think she she did, which is impressive as hell. I wish she was in more comedies, honestly. After, yeah. like, not... She's probably been in a lot of stuff that I just haven't, like, fully nosed her on because she's a character actress. Yeah. But, like, between this and Romy Michelle's High School Reunion, I'm like, you are so good at playing evil. Oh, yeah. Like, if she showed up on uh, Always Sunny for... Bleh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia as, like, a villain to D... <laughs> It would be oh, great. Oh, yeah, that's... 
I think they I'm would there. bounce off each other so well. Oh my god, make that a season-long sub- arc. I'm so into it. <laughs> I will subscribe to whatever service it is she twice. She played the same character that she did in this movie, except she's like the Hollywood successful actress that Dee wished she was. Oh my god, that'd be funny. She's oh. a rival high school friend. I, I'm like a childhood friend, because we've done their high school thing. She wasn't in high school. Okay. Um, no, just, I'm getting too into Vex actually writing She it. was too into Hollywood. She couldn't go to the reunion. Oh, there you go. But uh, what's his name from Grimm could be there. I'm not going down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I've done enough Grimm. Uh, so, okay, if we've talked about everyone else, we got to talk about Molly Shannon. Uh, beyond just me saying that I love Molly Shannon, because I do, uh, whenever she pops up, it's like, oh, Molly Shannon's in this. I like that. Yeah. Uh, there is always kind of something about her just on SNL alone. Like, I always felt like she was willing to be more, like, uh, especially when it came to, like, uh, the women on SNL, she was always much more of, like, a physical comedian. Like, she almost had Chris Farley levels of just, like, I'm willing to sacrifice my body for any joke. Like, if it's going to make somebody laugh, if I smack the ground harder, I'm going to smack it harder. Like, it, she just kind of always had that um, that air about her. And I think that's kind of what made Mary Catherine Gallagher, as a character, really latch onto people, was her whole, the physicality of her. Everything from the smelling armpits, to the way that she gets so physically invested in all of her monologues to then when she's just flipping out and knocking over chairs and running into walls. Like, everything about Mary Catherine Gallagher has a physical component to it. There's very little of her that... Like, she wouldn't work in a radio show. Like, you no. need to see her. <laughs> yeah, you do. Like, there's something see, that... now, Molly that would be funny, did. though. <laughs> I mean, it'd be something. I'm not sure if it'd be good or not. There'd just be a lot of sound effects of boom, 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 boom. Smash, smash, smash. I'm okay. <laughs> Somehow I'm always fine. Meant to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think she would have some... Maybe she had a lot of visible bruises and they just covered it up with her stockings and I mean, stuff. It's very possible. I mean, she did go flying into many stacks of metal chairs. Yeah. And they <laughs> they pad her underwear so much, it's almost like she's wearing a diaper. Oh, yeah. Her underwear is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, you hide, have to hide the genitals. You have to make sure there's lots of padding in there so there's no way... You get any hint of a genital. Yeah, I mean, because if there was any hint, we definitely would have seen it with how oh, much yes. <laughs> you're up her skirt the whole movie. Um, you see her butt a bunch. I guess that's true. Yeah, those are the underwear is probably taped on there. Oh, yeah. Like, do not get a wedgie. <laughs> but there is just something kind of like different just with that, with the whole like physicality role. Like, I just can't, I'm trying to think about it, and that's why I'm kind of. I'm trying to think of another female comedic role that is this physical. Like, that doesn't have Rebel Wilson attached. Like, Rebel Wilson's the only other person I can think of that, that is that much just, like, willing to sacrifice physicality for humor. I mean, uh... Lucille Ball. Oh, that's some high praise for yeah, Molly but like when I'm you, not saying you're wrong. But when you think physicality and female comedians, you can't not think of Lucille Ball. Yeah, yeah. but I mean... Is that the level that we're talking? I mean, I'm I'm there in Molly Shannon. I love Molly Shannon, but like that's the sort of thing that we're talking about. Is like, yeah, no, you're 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 probably you probably hit the nail on the head there. Uh, there's <laughs> Lucille Ball and then Molly Shannon in terms of commitment and just sheer gusto. But and- they're the only other person I can think of, even on SNL, when it comes to like uh, 
like the the women on SNL that like would get so into these characters that they would legitimately at least in my opinion you're not looking at Molly Shannon anymore you're looking at Mary Catherine Gallagher I mean, Kate McKinnon really gets physical she does but Kate McKinnon is I love Kate McKinnon but she's always Kate McKinnon it's Kate McKinnon in this or Kate McKinnon in that whereas Kate, like Molly Shannon I didn't really get that the only Kate other one McKinnon that... does have a problem where she always looks like she's smiling yeah and Molly Shannon does not have that problem. The other person I was going to bring up who was really like that would be Gilda Ratner. It was always just like, holy shit. Like, I don't know how you can keep your shit together when she was talking. Yeah. And I had that same thing with Molly Shannon. Like, I feel like when Molly Shannon is on, I, I couldn't be on camera with her. I'd be laughing the whole time. Oh, yeah. I would totally lose at, lose it. Just no improv for me. I'm too busy dying. Yeah. <laughs> but I think she brings all of this stuff that we're talking about, all of it to the plate in this movie because she's not the star of many films like this was her really i would say probably her biggest film with her in the lead like they put all the money behind it this was an snl studios production you had that nice title card at the beginning uh this was her big movie and it's kind of a shame she it got didn't... a big title card based on character created by yeah it, for in in my opinion it's kind of a shame that it's her only one because she was great I actually think she did a great job in this movie. Yeah. Am I the only one? No. <laughs> no, no. I, I think so. And I think if she had gotten a sequel, it wouldn't have gone the way of uh, Wayne's World 2, I don't think, where it was like, okay, this is funny. It's a bit much. Can't, this movie's not as good as Wayne World. No, I don't know. But, like, but in terms of sequels, in terms of sequel drop, I don't think we would have had that much of a sequel drop given her level of commitment to the role. That's kind of what I was angling for. Oh, that. sure. I, I see what you mean there. Yeah, because the... The problem with Wayne's World 2 will always be... He didn't have someone to wrangle him yeah, in. Yeah, you needed somebody to wrangle him in. And I think Molly Shannon started there. Like She has just wonderful chemistry with the director and with uh, Will Ferrell and pretty much the whole cast that I think if you brought most of them back around, we would have just gotten maybe even better movie. Like They would have figured out what worked and what didn't work. Unless they just maybe. this was all of their ideas, in which case, good thing they only got one. <laughs> I mean, I think uh, they did stretch out the movie pretty well. I don't have the love for it that you do. I don't love it. I'm just so impressed by it. <laughs> I'm impressed that the it got source material good. was low. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the source material. I never had an interest in seeing it, even though I like Molly Shannon. I'm like, nope, even she can't get me to watch that movie. I went into this thing and I was about to, I was thinking about live tweeting while we're watching it just to be like, why the fuck did I pick this movie? Why would I ever watch this? And about five minutes in, I'm like, actually, I kind of like this. Oh shit. I'm just going to watch it. It's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> no, I had I had stuff ready to multitask and get some other stuff done. And yeah, within about 10 minutes and the, you know, it's the pepper grinder. I was like, oh God, I'm in this. <laughs> yeah. I was, the movie did make me want to see that Bubble Boy movie. <laughs> John Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> I'm like, I'm intrigued. It seems like an interesting love story there. Oh, it yeah, is their I, I, 19th most favorite made-for-TV movie. Both of theirs. Yeah. Oh. I don't think I can name 19 made-for-TV movies. I mean, all of mine are things like Merlin. There's a miniseries, though. I know. TV movie. Their movies weren't so as good. It's every TV show out today. They're all long movies. Woo! Woo! I think we've kind of rounded the uh, the drain on this one. It's kind of a shallow experience. There's not really much that we can dive into as far as the... Uh, I was debating your, on... Your birthmark looks like shit. <laughs> and you're terrible swimmer. I just love oh, the can, we just, can, we, can we just call out the moment when she jumps into the pool and he's completely upside down? And like... 
<laughs> he just can't swim. It's just like, I don't know, it was weird for him just, jumping in right side up and he was just already all the way upside down. The entire conversation with Harlan where he's like, oh, I was probably already drowning. I'm a terrible swimmer. <laughs> then when you see him swim, it's like, oh, wow, he is a terrible swimmer. Like, not even, not even a doggy paddle. Like, he's just done. Fine. just... When they're swimming out of the pool and he just doesn't know how to swim, he's on his back trying to do a doggy paddle. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> he's a bad swimmer. He's one of the only, like, just purely sight gags in the movie that just destroyed me. Oh. We didn't talk about God in this movie. We didn't talk about God. Her manifestation of her subconscious of God. This yeah, is a man. fun God. <laughs> she offers him a glass of water and he's like, I'm good. I'm God. <laughs> My favorite part is when he turns on the record player and he's like, yeah, song's about me. <laughs> well, even when he's talking to uh, Harlan at the end of the movie, he's like, he's like, I don't know. God did show up to tell you to go to her. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Fuck. Got out. <laughs> God was very funny in this movie. <laughs> I want to yeah, see I that version it... of... I would see a spinoff of that version of God mixed with a, a priest. No. And like a preacher. road trip or preacher. something? Preacher. Yeah. If that's the God that Preacher's trying to run after, like... <laughs> he's like, what? I'm busy. Can't you see? You made me blow up a whole town. <laughs> Uh, wow. No, I didn't. Sorry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> didn't uh, mean to put you out. Wow. <laughs> oh man. Uh, there's just a lot of. I'm not writing. We're not writing this as good as I was hoping we would. No, this one's a little bit tougher. No, yeah, we're writing the like their related one better. Yeah, that one is much better. Yeah. Um, other little like tidbits that we missed in this thing that I think you just kind of have to bring up. Uh, Tom Green is in this movie. <laughs> Oh, yes. I feel like I should just throw that out there. He doesn't really do much, but there he is. is Tom he Green. tosses a salad on himself. It's just, it's just it's a reminder that Tom Green was a thing for a oh, while. Oh, yeah, Tom Green was a thing. People thought he was funny for some reason. I saw his movie. I didn't, because I never really thought he was funny. He jerks off an elephant. I, I just remember it's watching him in movie. Road Trip going, leave the snake alone. Just get out of there. Leave him alone. He's better off without you. If someone can convince me that Tom Green's character wasn't added way later in a punch-up reshoot meeting to the movie Road Trip, I don't have an end to yeah, that he, sentence, he but he definitely needed. was. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> well, then. If Tom Green uh -huh. is somebody's idea of punch-up, fire them. <laughs> this movie needs to be funnier. I could get Tom Green, you're fired. See, you know, I bet, I bet that the, the Will Ferrell God would have done that just for the heck of it. Yeah, no, he's pretty funny. He, he's mm. kind of he, he's willing to be weird. I mean, we're being really mean to Tom Green. I actually kind of enjoyed his humor there for a hot minute. Uh, I'll be honest, why not? He made me laugh. Yeah. He humped a dead moose. Uh, <laughs> he was really good for pubescent men. He was. I wouldn't find it funny now, but I did then. Yeah. Um, is there what? any other major people that or major things that we missed? Like this movie's just kind of a hit a minute. I know it's kind of a shallow thing, so it's tough to really review, but. Nothing else. Oh, the the amazing fucking Evian line when she takes uh when she takes communion, body of Christ. Are these men fat? She <laughs> shoves it in her mouth. <laughs> yes, they are non-fat. Such a wonderful response. They're barely food. 
If you had to survive on those wafers, you'd be dead in two days. <laughs> I feel like it has negative calories. Yeah. <laughs> that, that tracks. Um, okay, well then let's... Because uh, I, I feel like the rest of everything that I have that I'm going to point out are just quotes. So I feel like we should just move into quotes. Quote, quote, quotes. Quotey quotes. I kind of already said my favorite quote. John did too. So let, let's do it the ones we've already heard because I, I have not said mine yet. Well, my favorite quote is the best insult of why don't you go drink a bottle of yourself <laughs> the best quote there goes my quote <laughs> we already said it did we oh i didn't realize yeah. i said it okay <laughs> oh yep um oh well then i'm good because i have a backup and then for mine uh it's when grandma gallagher has them repeat after them uh, repeat after her and then, uh, maria's like what's booga booga mean and she's like well, i don't know but if i say it you better fucking figure it out and just <laughs> got the way she fucking. delivers it yeah. yeah, the way she delivered it, I laughed out loud. And I was watching this late at night, so I had to like make sure everyone was still asleep. <laughs> that was the best line delivery in the whole movie. I feel like if you said, do booga booga in a corn, he'd just do a butt dance. Yeah, probably. Booga 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 booga. Yeah, that's what corn would do. <sighs> so I'm going to go with a, a backup line that is from that scene we mentioned earlier with, uh, I'm forgetting his name, Glenn from Superstore. Mark, Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney. Uh, where Mary Catherine Gallagher and Evian had had their fight. They made fun of each other a whole bunch. He had sent Evian home because Evian had broken the bigger rule of not letting people sign up for the talent show. And uh, he asked the question of uh, Mary Catherine, what was that horrible thing you said to Sister Aline? And she said, (laughs) I told her to move her big white butt or I'd cold cock her her honky ass. (laughs) She'd been rewinding a bunch of Spike Lee movies. (laughs) Which I don't understand how she gets quotes from movies when she's rewinding. That doesn't them. make any sense. It's just, it, it, but it sounds good. It hear, like it's funny when you hear it. I, it doesn't have to make sense. Oi, I double features this week. I won't say it will be tough this week. I have two. Does okay. that still count? I'll go last if one of you take one of mine. All right, mine's gonna be. I think they'll pair pair well together. I think they might not. But I'm going to go for it anyways. Going for tone, one's a little bit more serious, one's a little not. Going with saved, because they both take place in a religious school. That's Ooh, okay. really it. <laughs> That's kind of the, the baseline of my my double feature of, like, come check out Catholic School Night. We'll have these two movies. Although saved isn't a Catholic school, so uh, it's falling apart as I speak. They were Chewy, a what's yours? religious school, weren't they? <laughs> yes. If you're feeling for a similar movie, but it's better than this one, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. Yeah. A fabulous pairing. Kind of similar in tone. Kind of similar in production design and costumes. uh, Has the same uh, villain lady. And is, you know, being a businesswoman's important. Can we get the business breakfast? Um, But... If you're looking for a much better movie that is tonally completely different, but is also kind of about a superstar, Dead Poet Society. Okay. Catholic school? I think it's a Catholic school. Or is it just an Ivy League? <laughs> I don't know. They wear uniforms. I don't remember what type of school. I'm, I'm the old curmudgeon who hates that movie. Yeah. But it's all about a kid's. <laughs> Who have to put together a play, and one really wants to be in the play, and the father says no, 
And the son's like, whatever, I'm going to be a superstar. But then I know you really won't let me, so I'll kill myself. And I'm pretty sure we all have a best friend who thinks that's the best movie ever made. I don't think it's the best movie ever made, but I do think it's a very good movie. I bet you know someone who does. I'm going to pair it with a movie called Easy A in terms of just good match. enjoyed the comedy. Yeah, I enjoyed the comedy of both. And the uh, even though Emma Stone's nowhere near as physically comedic as Molly Shannon, the humor fits. It's a nice flow from one to the next. You've got uh, Superstar first and then just a nice, fun, easy A. Uh, that's it. We have Saturday Night Live. We, we accidentally covered four that I enjoyed. This is actually our most successful month of movies that I enjoyed. Mm. I didn't have a single one that I hated. Next month. Month, 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 getting, month, month. Getting back into people next month. Mm. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm, I can't wait to get back into people. <laughs> uh, so starting out of the month of September, we have the wonderful, the critically acclaimed, the multiple award winning Miss Eve Stewart. Famed production designer, a uh, pretty amazing career, and so amazing that when I was looking at the list of all of the things that she has done, I'm like, I need to pick out four of these. I just suddenly went, fuck, how do you pick four? She has so many movies, it's insane. So, we are going to do the same thing for Eve Stewart that we did for SNL, and I will be announcing all of the movies that we're covering at the end of next week's episode after me, John, and Chewie all pick one from her very long list of movies. But, so you can watch along with us, I will give you a place to start. Start. We are going to start, and I know it's a little bit of a long movie, but it is probably her highest reviewed, I think. It has a 90 on Metacritic, it was up for Best Picture, people loved it, and I never saw it, Topsy Turvy. It's got Jim Broadbent in I it. I love Jim Broadbent. I know really nothing he about it. He already looks like he's playing Ziddler right there, even though he's It not. does kind of. Yeah. Um, I heard great things about it. I remember it won two Oscars. Like I remember it being a big deal when it came out, but I never saw it. It never really kind of grabbed me. It did come out the same year as Superstar and The Matrix. 99 was a big year for movies. Uh, sorry, random tangent. But yeah, so Topsy Turvy is where we're starting out. The Mike Lay film. I'm excited to watch it. I know nothing about it. It looks pretty. And then after that, we will do three other movies uh, from her career, which is very extensive. Uh, and I can just spoil my pick right out of the gate. It's Cats. We'll, we'll be doing Cats <laughs> at some point because she was Meow. on Cats. Um, and as I've said publicly many times, fuck the haters. I love the movie. And I don't love it ironically. I actually think it's a good movie. Uh, we'll get into that later after, you know, the everyone who just said, I'll never listen to another episode of your show again because of what I just said. Cats. It's Jellicle, man. Meow. <laughs> Everything's just Jellicle. Great. Especially when you're hanging out with the magical Mr. Mistopheles. It's so good. It's so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. I'm so excited <laughs> to watch You'll it. You'll hear so- him in the attic when he's really down the hall. So that uh, just means the cat can throw his voice. Yeah. It's He's not, magical. It's not magical. He's a ventriloquist. He made seven kittens appear out of a hat. That means he's a slut. <laughs> No, he's a superstar. <laughs> I'm not a slut. I'm not a slut. You might need to cut that out. I thought it was a good punchline. No, I'm definitely keeping that in. Oh, my God. I'm slut-shaming a cat guy. And then, because John got in, like, we didn't mention, I, I totally forgot what my quote was going to be if somebody had taken mine, and it was just going to be the, oh, and I'm totally sorry, you didn't realize you're going up against a superstar. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Um, all right. 
that's everything. Moving into plugs, and then we'll say goodbye, and then say hello again next week. Uh, for me, plugs. Uh, welcome to You Are Doom, the new Frisky Dingo podcast. I guess it's not really new anymore. We've had a few episodes. Comes out every Monday around the morning, and uh, it's been a blast. Like it, it has literally just been the most fun I've had recording like uh, a podcast about a cartoon show in the past. I don't know, three weeks. The most fun I've ever had in the past three weeks uh, recording a podcast about a cartoon show. You have to be very specific. Is, it, is that specific enough to just say that I really enjoy making this show and you guys should listen to it? Yeah. Is that good enough? I feel like I did it. Yeah. Chewie, what you plugging? Superstar. Superstar. Super, super, super superstar. Uh, John, what you plugging? <laughs> well, after that after that uh, little skit there, uh, <laughs> how can you top it? Um, no, uh, I've got Demon Days, the actual play podcast that I do every week. We're still going strong, doing our, our best in this pandemic. And uh, having a good time and always up to no good. So with that, I'm going to say goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Good. 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 Goodbye. I tried to do it like Superstar. Did it come across? Yes. Bye. Bye. Oh. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, we never mentioned the guy who did everything five times. <laughs> five times. Who actually five was times. gay, I think. Five times. Right?